Hello and good evening, guys, and welcome to another episode of In, a, In Off The Bar. Uh, you're joined by me, Cam, and uh, my co-host, Nick, who's at the other end of the line. How you doing, Nick? How you doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, good to see you. All good, all good. Um, it's been a great first week following last week's opener. Um, we managed to get a crack in the 60-plus listens on our first uh, first episode, Nick, which was uh, massively unexpected. <laughs> yeah, man, very good. Wasn't expecting uh, so- that. Yeah, uh, thanks. Cheers for everyone who was listening. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love it. Um, we've even had one listener from uh, from sunny Australia. Uh, so our, to our friend down under, we hope you enjoyed the content of last week's show and uh, continue to engage during the rest of the uh, rest of the series. Um, but back to the matters in the UK and to what actually counts, uh, and that's the football. Uh, we're on inter- an international break this week, where we're joined by our first guest. Josh um we will come back to him in a second uh but this week we look at the drama around Gareth Southgate's uh, latest England squad selections for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers as well as looking at our guests beloved team Chelsea and the impact that Thomas Tuchel has had on the club firstly though welcome to Josh who is my older brother uh he's our first guest of the of the series um and you've joined us from sunny Cornwall. It must feel like an international breakdown there, Josh. Oh yeah, forever is down in Cornwall. I think um, I think most people in the world think Cornwall's uh, sunny twelve months of the year, you know. <laughs> but uh, the harsh reality of it is, we have summer when you have summer, and uh, <laughs> when it rains, it rains a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, and it's uh, it's nice to have the beach by your side, I guess. Yes, it is. Um, you know, growing up, gr- growing up in Cheltenham, uh, obviously where where myself and you are from, Cam. Um, we always used to get away to the beach, so to actually be living right next door to one is, uh, you know, is wonderful. Really, to be bringing my family up in as well. So uh, yeah, it's very nice. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> nice place in the world. It is. It is. Uh, so yeah, Nick. Um, let's let's get straight into it. Um, obviously, Southgate's. Uh, Definitely chucked a few surprises in uh, with his latest squad selection. Um, what, has, what, do you make, yeah. what do you make of it, really, um, based on uh, the form of some players and the availability that we have? Do you think that it's the best best possible squad that we could have picked? I don't know. I think uh, it's been the problem with a lot of England managers over the years. They tend to pick players from sort of the so-called bigger sides, generally, without maybe looking at form. Um I mean, you look at it, you've got, I just feel it's quite an unbalanced kind of with the defence. They've got sort of three right backs in there. Um, you've got an Eric Dyer who's not been playing lately, been out of form. Obviously, Trent as well was quite a big, you know, mission from the squad. But huge, again, huge. I suppose you can see maybe why he wasn't picked because form for Liverpool hasn't been great. And we've got a lot of right backs, obviously. Obviously, Reese James at Chelsea, Josh. You know, I think he's potentially a future number one for England. I think he's good. He's good going forward and defensively. Um, so for me, it was the defence that was quite alarming. But I think on the whole, obviously, you'd obviously look at Grealish. Obviously, he's injured, but you'd have him in there. Yeah. Uh, Madison as well. Um, I do like Jude Bellingham. I think he's a talent. But I just wonder whether he'd been better off in the under-21s, really, because... Is he in the England squad because he plays for Dortmund? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. He's played um, Champions when... League football, hasn't he? But 
Again, he's what, 17? I don't know. I'd imagine Is it too him, soon? But... Yeah, potentially. Um, but the forward line, like it. I think Ollie Watkins is a good shout. Could have been Bamford, though, who I think probably maybe deserves to be in there as well. I don't know. I think he's he scored more goals or about the same as Watkins, isn't he, this season? Kind of carried leads in a lot of games. Yeah. Um, it's a really weird one because um, I, I think with, um, with Bamford, uh, he's very similar to Kane in terms of the sort of striker that he is. Um, you know, Watkins likes to get down the channel. So I guess that offers a, a different uh, option for, for Southgate and it offers us a little bit of a, 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 you know, more options going forward. But yeah, I, I, I don't know about that one. That's that's a 50-50. And for me, either one would have done. Um, what about you, Josh, in terms of uh, as a fellow defender yourself, um, <laughs> who would you, out of those sort of, those those defenders that have been picked, who, who would you like to see? out really and who 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 has missed out that probably should have got a chance I think um, I think this squad would have been difficult to pick based on the fact the number of injuries that we've had and you know Gareth's got a very set way that he likes to play the game doesn't he you know he's a very um, he's a very straightforward manager in that respect he likes he knows what he likes you know and I guess a lot of managers do they're very you know, they like a set tactic and they stick to that. Hmm. But um, you can see very clearly with this that he is aiming to stick with that back three, with Carl yeah. Walker as that right centre-back, you know, that kind of fixed formation there. So, um, I mean... He does Trippier, doesn't he, as well? Trippier seems to get in a lot of squads. Yeah, um, and I guess with Trippier, he offers, he offers you something that maybe you, don't, you you may well get it a bit more from Reese James now and you see him taking set pieces for Chelsea as well, obviously. Uh, I watch them regularly, so I see, I see that. But, um, you know, Trippier probably offered something different in previous squads that we didn't really have from, from the set piece. Hmm. Whereas now you see yeah. James, James Ward-Prowse in there, you know, and we've got Reese James. Maybe this is, this is Trippier kind of almost coming out of the squad. I know he's in there now, but... Uh, Maybe mm. he's picking these players to see uh, who can almost replace him in that respect. So, um, but yeah, he does. He have, does know what he likes. Yeah, yeah. I just think you could have taken out a Trippier and had another midfielder in there to have a look at potentially. Um, but as you say, I think because he's more focused on that back three into a five, he's added that extra defender in there. Uh, but it's great to see Stones and Shaw back in camp. Yeah, massive, massive. I mean, Stones has probably been one of the most consistent uh, defenders so since he's been back in the team. Yeah. Um, and Luke Shaw's been very, very good for Man United. And I don't think he's had this run of form and has been this good for a club since maybe he, you know, since he played for Southampton as well before. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he deserves this call up. Um, and I think Stones does as well. Yeah, I think in terms of defensively, I mean, I. I I can understand why Trent's been left out, but, you know, you're dropping a lot of quality there, aren't you? Um, you know, he's, he's only 23. He's, he's, he's a raw talent and you know that, and he's got that, that quality. He's got that ability as he's shown over the seasons for, for Liverpool. Um, and, you know, I just don't understand why uh, players like Eric Dyer's in there. Um, for me, he's had a really poor season. Uh, Spurs have had a really poor season. Um in terms of who yeah. I would 
replace him with. Him, yeah. yeah, this is it. In terms of who I would replace him with, it's a difficult one. You know, do you look at them putting another midfielder in potentially? But I mean, you've you've got to look at your likes of Tarkovsky, who's had a good season for Burnley. But you know, is he is, does is he good enough to be playing for England? Probably not. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I might have put another midfielder in. Obviously, if we had had Madison, as you said, Nick and uh, Grealish back. Uh, I'm sure one of those guys would have been in. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's... interesting for the Euros whether he will take Foden, Madison, Grealish, and Mount. Yeah, well, I, I wonder you know, because um, um, I think Foden's been better for City this season playing out wide. So I, I, I agree I with predict, that. Yeah. yeah, I would predict that he might play there for England. Um, I would anticipate maybe from the left and have Sterling from the right with one of Mount. Grealish or Madison through the middle, and I mean, I'd I'd be very happy with that. That's quite a good good three players, yeah. creative players in behind Kane. So, um, I think going forward, we're you know we're we're back to our it, best. Back to um, our best. I think. Arguably, well, one of the best teams in Europe going forward. Arguably, yeah. You know, it's... you think as well, Sancho. Sancho isn't in oh, the yeah, squad, of course, is he? Of course, of course. You know, he's another one that could come in. You know, we look at the likes of Saka, who who's had a fantastic season for Arsenal. Um, and it's just unfortunate that, you know, that he's, and we can tell he's going to be a, a bright star for the future. Um, he's, he's playing a, a very competitive position against some very good talents as well. You know, Foden, Sterling, Rashford as well, Sancho, as you said, um, it's going to be competitive for him to play in. But I guess if we do play wingbacks, it may suit him. I mean, I think mm. he's played better going forward for Arsenal this season, but We'll see what Southgate does. I mean, if he does play three at the back, then it, it you know, solidifies it with those three central defenders and having Walker in there, as he showed in last Euro. Uh, that's, yeah, the, that was the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the World Cup. Um, that if he plays as that central defender alongside the two, you know, with Maguire and Stones not being the quickest, um, you know, Walker can make up for that in in terms of his uh, raw pace and uh, we'll mm-hmm. be better going forward with our two wingbacks, I guess. Um I had a thought as well, though, that in terms of the man for man, in terms of each position, I would say that our most competitive position in the squad probably is our right back position. I I don't know if you both agree with that, Um, but you look at the players that we've got, Trippier, uh, Rhys James, we've left out Trent. You know, you're looking at James Justin, who could come in, who's had a great season. Um, Matty Cash. Matty Cash has had a good season as well. Um, Wamba Saka and yeah. And I mean, this might be a, a, a very big argument to a point that I'm going to make now. I, I think Wamba Saka is probably the best right back in the league in terms of defensively going forward. He's not he's not much at all, I don't think. So in terms of for an England squad, he needs to be good going forward, and I think that's why he prefers to go with the likes of Walker and Trippier and Rhys James because they yeah. are better going forward. Well, as Josh, Josh said earlier, with uh, Trippier, you know, obviously Southgate likes him because he can, he's better going forward, can take set pieces. Whereas, if, and if he's going to play a three at the back with wing backs, Wambasaka is that right wing back, probably isn't as good as a Trent, James, yeah, or you know, Trippier in those in those positions. Josh, I was talking the other day about um, to a couple of my mates about um, sort of England not having. Um, a player that can just do the Perlo job that he used to do for Italy, um, just dictate the game. Don't necessarily have that as a central midfielder, and especially if we play Rice 
maybe next to Phillips. Um, is there anyone in there that you think could do that in the current squad that we've that we've had for the next the next few games coming up? Uh, <laughs> in this current squad, I would say no. Um, I mean, you, I mean, if you're going to look at somebody who could play that role um, for England, it's probably Jordan Henderson. Um, and I've said for so long, you know, I, re- I really like Henderson. I like him for England. And I, and I like the job he's done at Liverpool. When you watch him play football, he is not, you know, he's not the most talented player on the park <laughs> and he's and he's not the kind of player you would put on your team sheet. But I think he is the, one of the first names on the team sheet for England because he is that natural born leader. Um, and he is the one who's happy to sit back if he's told to. And I think you've seen in games where um, for, for Liverpool, where Klopp's told him to get forward almost, um, and he kind of bombs on, you know, when Klopp's given him that room to do so. But when he is told to sit, he sits, you know. And, and I do think, you know, going into Euros, he's the one. But like I say, in this current squad, um, no, <laughs> no. Maybe Calvin Phillips, but I can't say I've watched enough of him you know, for England anyway. For Leeds, it's very different. That system is just, um, you know, one in a million. You won't see that system anywhere else. It's uh, something else. Be else away. That's it. I think that, um, I mean, it's worked for Chelsea at times with Mason Mount dropping in, but I don't think he'd be good enough in there uh, in terms of England. Um, And I think, yeah, you're right with Henderson. Um, I was looking at Ward-Prowse potentially taking that role, but again, have we seen enough of him to, to be able to do that? He's, you know, he's the set piece King, as I would call him. Um, but yeah, he's I'm not amazing, sure. I'm not sure. Ass. Yeah. He's great. He's a great player. Um, I think you yeah. can say as a goalkeeper, that is somebody you would not want taking a set piece against you. Like, <laughs> if you yeah. saw him over the ball, that's it. You don't want that. Do you? Was it that I mean, Villa game this season where he scored two free kicks in the same game and just, they uh, were both stanch as well. The same, same corner. Just, just so crazy. Good. Um, um, but I mean, to the position that counts, n- the number one spot, who who do you think gets that? Because I think it's a very important, ro- a very important role in an England squad uh, and as it is in any real squad. Um, but, you know, there's argument that Pickford is the number one for England. Um, would he have been picked in this squad? Yeah, I think so, but for his injury. Um, but out of those three, who are we going with, Nick? do you think about getting that number one spot? I do like Nick Pope. Not because his name is Nick, but I think he's been he's been a very good keeper. He's solid. He's a good all-round keeper. Maybe not the best with his feet, but you're not going to pick a keeper generally because he's good with his feet. I, hmm. I mean, depends. I mean, if England are obviously looking to play out from the back, uh, I think Southgate, I seem to think he favours Pickford more just on that front. But if I was to pick an all-round goalkeeper out of the ones we've got in the squad, it would be Pope. I do like Henderson, but I still think he's a bit young. He's a little bit raw yet. Um, but I, I would go Nick Pope, yeah. That's a rogue shout. <laughs> um, how about you, Josh? Uh, you've got those three to pick from. Um, is there any of any one of those three do you think that is quite lucky to get in this squad and anyone that you could play potentially replace? No, I think when you look at England's goalkeeping options, I think it's an area where 
we've probably struggled with over the years, isn't it? And I think you yeah. probably have many conversations, Cam, about this, and me and you chat back and forward about England regularly. Huge, huge. And, um, you know, I like all three. I do like all three, but I do think Nick Pope out of the three is is the better all-round keeper. Pickford's distribution is is by far the best of the three. Um, and mm. Henderson may bring that on in his game down the line. Um, but for me, Pickford just has too many moments where I'm sat there going, oh, oh you know, and you can't, you can't yeah, have that in a major tournament. You just can't have it. It's okay in practice. You can get away with it. He's very yeah, flappy, yeah, exactly. isn't he? He has, a, yeah, he has and weak you just wrists. don't know whether he's just going to square up to somebody in a corner <laughs> or something, doesn't he? He's got that sort of edge to him a little bit. Um, I've, um, I have to say, I watched Pickford down at Wadham Road a few years back. It, it was his senior debut. Uh, he signed from Sunderland on loan to Burton Albion. Uh, and he made two mistakes for the Cheltenham goal. The first one being a Scott Brown punt forward and it bounced over him, edge of the box, and then we've tapped it in. And, and from that day, I thought, this keeper's going to make quite a lot of mistakes. Um, for me, I thought Butland was the man when uh, when he had his opportunities, yeah. but obviously he didn't get enough of those in an England shirt for whatever reason. Um, maybe it was the fact he was at Stoke, for, you know. Um, but for me, out of these three, I, I really like Henderson. Um, but have we seen enough of him to to call him England's number one? Maybe not. Um, he was probably a lot better last season for Sheffield than he has been this season yeah. because he was playing regularly. Um, but yeah, I think Sam Johnson's lucky to be in the squad. And I think it's just out of the fact that Pickford's injured. Um, so, I mean, if I was picking one of the three not to be in, it would obviously be him. Um, and he's just there for the sake of training, I think. Um, and then I would say, yeah, Nick Pope, obviously a very good goalkeeper. But, you know, if we're going to play this way of playing out from the back, I'd be looking at playing Henderson if we're looking at potentially playing against a better team like a Belgium or, or Spain or someone like that, where we're not going to have so much of the ball, but maybe look to counter, maybe Nick Pope's our man. You know, we'll see what Southgate does, but I think I think that those are, those are the way I'd be going with that. Yeah, well. Okay, so from the That's England not, squad... Um, I was just going to say, let's not know. discredit Sam Johnston too much. He has... Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's I mean, probably he's been well. West Brom's best player this season, and not that not that I big up West Brom very often, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I no, think no. yeah, I mean I don't he's not going to play. He'd be there for the experience when he in as a as a backup, um, but he could have argued. It's good Carl to get them in, in with the squad, isn't it? Yeah, to get I think them in and you got Carl Darlow at Newcastle has been pretty good this season. Another yeah, one who's uh, in with a shout. But normally Alex Buffy gets a few gets a few shouts, doesn't he? Buffy. But he um. I guess when he lets when a goalkeeper lets nine goals in, you can't really uh, consider them to be to be a number one for England, can you? So, or any country, in fact. No, it's no, difficult. So, from England to Chelsea, Josh, um, how do you see Xavi in Chelsea this season under see Lampard at the start of the season, and now uh, under Thomas Tuchel? Yeah, so it's been. Um... It's been an interesting season to be a Chelsea fan, really, and I think um... it always is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it always, always is. Yeah, there's, there's always drama. There's always drama. Um, that's not the, that's not the TV show is. either. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, it started off. It started off. I mean, I'm going back to last season as well, really, when when discussing Lampard. But it started off really well, you know, and he was bringing through and embedding the youth. Um, 
you know, and it really comes to pass when when players start seeing those opportunities, you start building up um, a good run of games and, you know, the side was playing for Lampard and you could see that, you know, and that's probably more more towards the back end of last season and, and then start of this season. And then and then it really just just dropped off, you know, and, and it really come out of nowhere. And I guess you you can really judge a manager from yeah. how how a player or players react um, within that downtime, you know, when you've got a few injuries and um, you know, when the team collectively can't dig themselves out of a rut, you know, you judge the manager on those situations. And Frank mm. Lampard's a Chelsea legend. There'll never be an argument to that. But, um, you know... Do you think with the, uh, obviously you say the inconsistencies as well, obviously Lampard looked to play the youth a lot. Um, mm. And the games, you know, there'd be some good games where Chelsea win well and then they, you know, they'd lose a couple... And obviously, Tuchel has come in and he's brought straight away, put Aspilicueta in, Rudiger. He's brought mm. the experienced players back in. And they're not necessarily playing great football, but they're winning games and they're winning games without conceding. Winning ugly. It's sort of that defence, yeah. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? You know, it's great to have full-fledged youth in your side. Um, you guys have had a bit, bit of it with Saka and uh, Smith yeah. Rowe recently. Uh, the and, same sort of situation. You yeah. know, you 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 can see it firsthand. It's fantastic when it pays off, and you and you feel a real sense of wow, we're going somewhere with with this youth academy we've got built up. You know, and it's and it's been a real good weight for those players to come through. But on the grand scheme of things, and the here and now, when you need to win games, uh, and if those players can't get that consistency together. You know, people say, oh, play through it, play through it. Um, but ultimately, when you're one of the biggest football clubs in the world, you need to win games. Like, there's, no, <laughs> there's no two yeah. ways about it. You know, your job's on the line. Lampard found out, you know, you've got you've got to find a way to do it. And I think sometimes having those experienced players, particularly at the back, um, you get them in and they'll do the job for you, you know. Hmm. Well, the games are done so much, hasn't it? Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, where, where um, you have younger managers, uh, probably more so now than what they used to be, you know, they, they, they want to come in and get given these opportunities. But because the game's changed and adapted that, you know, you get as a manager, if you lose six, seven games, you're out the door because it's a business now, isn't it? And it's all about whether you can stay in the league with, you know, obviously not for Chelsea, but whether they can make the top four, mm. whether they can remain in comp a lot of the competitions that are in. Um, so I think... My question would have been, you know, did he get given long enough as a as a new manager? Because he because he is he's still quite raw himself. You know, he, he was only at Derby a year, um, and kind of proved himself there uh, to an extent. Um, was he given enough time uh, with with the players that he had, knowing that they were going to need that that time to settle into to the English game with with so many players in the past not doing so? I I didn't want him to leave. Um, and I guess there's elements of that, you know, where being a Chelsea fan, growing up watching Chelsea, he was my idol. You know, all of these things. You what you watch the game, and you don't you don't want to see it, you know. But you can see now why it had to be the way it was. You know, they had to get the results. Um, you know, if I look at where Chelsea are now 
And do I think we'd be in the same position had from Frank Lampard still been in charge? I would have to honestly answer no to that. And and that really then says that, you know, the right decision was made at the right time, I guess. Um, you know, we did have a good run of games where a new manager could come in and make a difference quite quickly um, with a slight change in system, um, maybe a bit more drastic with, with Tuchel than... Uh, than other managers may have been, um, but as we've said, he's you know he shored up the defence, which was which was vital, um, and ultimately the players playing around in that midfield area um, have been essential for Chelsea. You know that without Jorginho, Kovacic, and Mount, those three for me anyway, um, we'd be in all kinds of trouble because we have lacked goals. So that that creativity that they are making, you know, the chances are there. You can see it, and uh, a Mount's team like been, been brilliant this season, exceptional, absolutely exceptional. Yeah. yeah, he's he's really really hit the ground running. Um, you know, he's brilliant Future under captain. Lampard last year. Yeah, absolutely. I saw I saw somewhere actually it was a Chelsea uh, forum that was saying you know well, Mount Mount for captain, and you, and you can't argue against it. You know, when you look at the squad and Aspilicueta is obviously. Um, you know, in his 30s now and will be looking like he's kind of winding down over the next few years. Who, yeah. who would you look to next? And it and it has to be someone like that, you know, that's well, from just, the club, he, from the academy. Yeah, he's the heartbeat of the side, isn't he? You know, he can do everything. He tackles, he works hard, he can create, score goals, drives the team on. Perfect. And, and still very young. So has, has, very young. has the chance to uh, to become... Well, hopefully, a very good player for England as well. Um, so, Josh, in terms of uh, the two managers, uh, which one, which one do you think's done a better job? I think it's an obvious answer, but um... it's hard to say, isn't it? Because Lampard obviously created uh, the platform for Tuchel, really, in, in the respect that he built up these youth players into first-team starters. So. You know, the likes of uh, Reese James, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Mason Mount. Would they be the players they are without Lampard? Probably not, because they wouldn't have had the game time. You know, they might have gone out on loan to a lesser side. They've built up the confidence in the big competitions uh, yeah. because of Lampard. You know, they had that season. Uh, won't discount Tammy from that. He's obviously out injured at the minute. Yeah. And obviously an omission from the England squad, probably as a result of that as well, and, and lack of game time. Um but yeah, Tuchel's really, really impressed me in a, in a, in a short space of time. Um, as Nick said, it's not the most attractive style of football at times. Um, no. But I, I think anyone can say, you know, if, if you're going to win games, um, what's the argument? I mean, if you'd have said to me that we would have got past Atletico with as much ease as we did uh, in the Champions League, I, I would have, I would have, would have been amazed to have seen it. Um, but a very good Atletico side as Lampard. well. Yeah, exactly that. You know, and we and we showed them. You know, and we showed the rest of Europe. I think that you know we are a very capable force still in the competition. Um, and we'd give anyone a game at the moment. I really do believe that. And uh, I sometimes I can I can get a bit behind Chelsea too easily. But you know, I'd yeah. I'd give us a, I'd give us a good shot. I'd give us a good shot against most teams at the moment. And um, you know, I think we've got City coming up in the league in a couple of weeks and, and again in the Cup. And that'll yeah. be telling. You know, whether, whether we be, can yeah, see how far they've come. 
and the two show, yeah. And obviously the That's Champions it. League, you know, threw up a good uh, a good quarterfinal draw, potential uh, Liverpool in the semis. Obviously, yeah, great, I'm... great rivalry, great history in the Champions League with them in years gone by. I'm not, I'm not going to look past Porto yet because uh, <laughs> we've always yeah, don't, don't we've always been a team to slip on those banana skins, but. Um... Yeah, they look good. Good against Juventus in the last round. So yeah, there'd be no mugs. Well, you saw that. You saw that manager, didn't you? He said uh, something along the lines of, "You know, we beat Juventus. Why can't we beat Chelsea? You know, we're basically, basically, basically Juventus are a better team than Chelsea. That's what he's trying to say." It's a free stab at it for them, though, isn't it? Because they, you know, they've beaten some very good sides to get here. You know, they've now playing Chelsea. They have the opportunity to then play. One of the big sides in Europe again after that is it Liverpool? You say next round they could have got could get yeah. if they beat Chelsea. Yeah, so I mean you know they get Chelsea then Liverpool after beating Juventus, they deserve to do that if they, you know if they've managed to beat you guys. I think they deserve the opportunity to to play these sides and well, hopefully show themselves what they can do. But boy, Pepe turned into an absolute genius, didn't he, in the last round? He's like a machine. Yeah, was he thirty-eight? Ben, like he was eighteen. <laughs> so good back at it the Just Portuguese giant <laughs> yeah but like obviously yeah. for, for such a big side in Chelsea Josh do you, I was saying to Nick before I sent him a, a link to um, something that I saw on Twitter and um, it basically it was around how um, you know pundits and fans are, are saying that teams need to prioritise um, the cup competitions over getting the top four because realistically it, it's not I know it's big getting in the top four, but you don't you don't win anything for it. Uh, you just get a Champions League slot, and that's it. You know, um, you know, you, if you win a trophy, that's it's quite it's big progress, especially for a team like Chelsea that haven't haven't won anything for a while. I think um, I think it's money, isn't it? Money is the big the big uh, the big game changer for for clubs in England and I guess all over the world, really. But if you finish in the top four, that payday is a lot higher on the basis that you get Champions League football. Um, but as a fan, winning a cup competition, you know, it's massive, isn't it? You know, that that kind of run in, I mean, this season, more than most, I guess, in essence, you know, you you don't get to go to the stadium. So watching it on the, on the TV is kind of as close as you'll get into the action. Um, if I saw Chelsea win the Champions League, you know, this year, that would just be crazy, you know, and, and same for the FA Cup, you, you know, it's it's still a huge, huge competition recognised all over the world. Um, as good a chance as anyone in that, you know, we've got to get through City to to, to, to get to the final um, and that final draw will be nice, you know, if it, Leicester or Southampton don't discredit either team, but uh, that's a nice day in the final, really. Yeah, um, we're, we're Chelsea in the final last year, weren't they? Did they... Got you, they play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought this might get brought out. This one, yeah, yeah, good man. Yeah, uh, let's not talk about that one. one. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, Chelsea, that as you say, I think uh, it was Darson Wenger, wasn't it? Who always used to sort of aim for that fourth spot, trophy of fourth. Yep. But for the fans, you know, it's all about winning trophies, isn't it? At the end of the day, and you know, if you, with Arsenal last season, we finished was it eighth, won the FA Cup, ended the season on a high, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's I what's, say, yeah, it's all about money for that top four Champions what, League. What's the point, Nick, in, in aiming to finish fourth if we're never going to get there again? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, we, you're not, you're not going to look back. 
Yeah, yeah. You're not going to look back on in, in years to, years gone by and, and say, oh, yeah, we finished fourth that year. You know, that year where you won the FA Cup or that year where you won the Champions League. You look yeah. back on those years. You know, like for Chelsea, you know, the amount of trophies they've won in the last decade, you know, Abramovich gets criticised for sacking managers, but on the other side of it, they've won trophies. It works, doesn't it? You know, the yeah. system he has in place works for him, you know, so... If, uh, if he's going to get a trophy every two, three years, um, and that's the way of doing it, you know, and we have a down year in between that, um, if he's going to get a trophy out of it, I don't, I don't think he really cares, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a payday for the club. Uh, it's a moment in history, isn't it? And ultimately, to, as a fan anyway, for me, um, well, I, I get a lot of stick. I get a lot of stick being a Chelsea fan, as you can imagine, you know, the, the, the money kind of side of things. But... Uh, you know, ultimately, as a fan, I just want to see my football club win win games um, and 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 win trophies uh, as a result of that. You know, so I, I don't I don't mind how it's done. I just want to see that. So, uh, hmm. well, that, that that's it. And I think you know it's huge for Tuchel as well if if they do do it because of him coming in and 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 sort of changing the fortunes at Chelsea. But as you said, we'll we'll see what happens in these cup competitions and we'll see what happens in the league and uh, and go from there. But um, anyway, thanks, Josh, for, for, for joining us tonight. It's been, it's been a great, uh, great show and a nice chat about England and Chelsea. Um, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Have you on, Josh. Enjoy Good sunny luck. Cornwall. <laughs> oh, I will and, do. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> we can get you on some other time. Mate. Uh, and thanks, fans, yeah. for listening. And uh, we will be in touch soon about next week's show.